I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan. I'm joined by Tyler and Lou. We've got a big what? episode today. We're going to get into a long segment of Q&A from some of our listeners, some uh, key questions you guys want to know the answers to in regards to uh, different things in the hobby. But first, want to get into the NBA is back. Uh, that's big. Six months ago, Corona happened. Sports ended. We didn't know when it was going to when it was going to resume. Went through a little uh, eight-game stretch or so. Now we got the playoffs. I want to get your guys' take on what NBA playoffs are going to be like, and then we'll get into uh, finals predictions. I do want to see who you guys think is going to win the finals. But uh, Lou, I, I know you got something on your mind here about Tyler and I, so let's get into that. Yeah, I just think I just think it's kind of crazy how you guys decided to go on vacation and didn't tell anybody about it. Like I would have, I would have like went down the shore. Like I love the shore. I love Cape May. You know what I mean? But instead, Tyler's at in like a log cabin in the middle of nowhere. You're in some man cave over there in Kentucky and I'm here in New Jersey, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, if you recall two episodes ago, you had an incredible tan. Wonder how you got that. Yeah. I wonder who got back from their vacation time to record the episode. Um, what shows more dedication, leaving vacation or bringing your podcast set up to <laughs> bringing vacation? It to vacation. No, <laughs> no, bringing way. it to vacation. No. I mean, we're out here, Lou. vacationed around the podcast. My microphone is in a red solo cup. I don't even have a stand. He doesn't have a stand, Lou. All right. I'm going to go no stand for this episode then. Come on. Get with the program. All right. Let's All right. dive in. NBA. So, first game already happened. Jazz. Obviously, we record this in early. Uh, Jazz. Nuggets. Mitchell balling out the Jamal Murray and, you know, seems to take over the end of the game. Um, but lots of stuff happening. We talked about this a little bit off camera, but NBA is happening. Card prices are through the roof. What's your guys' current take on that? I know we've, we've kind of mentioned yeah. this though. Ty, well, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, well, so much of the conversations we have, you know, off line or off the podcast or, and with all the craziness you mentioned six months ago, this whole thing, you know, Corona happens, what's going to happen. There was like some heat around the industry, a lot of sell-offs kind of, you saw prices dip 10% and then ripping, roaring back. Here we are on opening day of playoffs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell drops 57. His card's probably going crazy. I don't own any of his. I own one Jamal Murray. It looks like, you know, of course today, no matter what, you know, highest by now sold probably today was the highest his card ever transaction what i would just say is you got you have to make sure you have a form of strategy or budget or how are you going to sustain are you going to make sales you know how when you purchase a card what are you hoping to see happen to it what would be great 10x you know because it's it's we equate it a lot we talk about it a lot Everyone has a story of they went to the casino and they hit big on roulette and they were up a thousand dollars and four hours later they're down 200 or they're at the blackjack table. They get hot and then they don't know what to do. And, and so I just say I'm sitting here looking at a bracket and the amount that's going to happen and storylines, Carmelo, Anthony, LeBron, James, the Nuggets, Jazz, that's going to be a, a crazy series. You've got Chris Paul going back against the Rockets. 
the, you know, Celtics, Sixers, Philly, Boston, great series. Tatum's going to go crazy over there. Siakam or the Raptors, the real deal. Bucks, like there's so much, but you got to have some sort of, I keep on harping on, are you thinking about this as a, a business side operation? If it's fun and all that, but you're, if you're pouring money into it, you know, you got to think of when am I thinking about selling? Because if you have these thoughts and strategies going in, you're going to be better prepared for when you're sitting on one Jamal Murray at average price of $90 and then it goes off at 550 Most people are just sitting around thinking they're rich. You got to sell or you got to buy. And if you're thinking about what are your finals predictions, how's that going to play out? Is Anthony Davis going to go crazy? LeBron only plays at 70% during the regular season. All those things. I just implore people to approach these things strategically. I think one of the, as you go through the playoffs, I think one of the interesting things is if you're heavily invested in the market and you've got Kawhi and Luca and Giannis and LeBron and you've got Siakam and Tatum and you've got Murray and like, you've got Karis LeVert. You got one of all these guys. Well, only one guy can really win, you know, one team's going to win. So that's the other thing is that like, if you're expecting Luca and all these guys to continue to rise, that might not be the case. I mean, if Luca comes out and puts up a triple double tonight against the Clippers, which could totally happen, his stuff's going to continue to rise. He's a star, but Karis LeVert, three weeks from now is probably at home. Yeah. And, uh, and also to the realized thing of if you're, if you have a Luca in front of you right now, you're staring at it and you're saying, you know, Rye, you might know best. What, what is it go off right now on eBay? Two grand, 20, yeah. Two to 2,200, two to 2,200. Luca, so Luca's staring, at 1,900 right now. Not, great. Luca, 1,900. You're staring at it and saying, that's a $1,900 card. This is a $1,900 card. If I want to sell it right now, it's a $1,900 card. Well, in 10 days, if they get swept 4-0, you're not getting 1900 until probably exactly Christmas. eight months, yep. right? Christmas, whatever. But So are you in it for it to be 1900 in two years? Or are you trying to get the max out of it now and then you know wait on it later? Because you can get 1900 Like you said, you can get 1900 now, or we can wait six weeks and it'd be 1400 Are you willing to let it go down for it to go mm-hmm. up later? Or are you a sell now and then buy and reinvest later? Yeah, I think what we're talking about here is that everyone needs to have a plan and it can't just be I'm going to buy this card right now and just wait for it to go up because like what does go up mean? Like you're saying, Tyler, every person has a different answer to that question in the same way that someone says to us like, hey, what should I do with this card? It's like, hey, man or girl, I don't know how much I paid, how much you paid for that card. I would love to help you, but only you have the final answer to how much you want to make on that card. And if you can't go into buying a card saying to, my, saying to yourself, all right, I paid $1,000 for this Luca. I'm willing to sell it when it gets to 2000 And of course, when it gets to 2000 right now, you're, you're not going to look at it and be like, cool, then 100% it's gone. It's a, it's a judgment. But you still have to have that number in mind. Otherwise, you're wasting your time and you're, you're never going to be able to make a decision and you're going to be paralyzed about it, which is a waste of energy. Yep. We've said before, you know, the, the, the buying is the easier decision once you own it then you got to think am i holding or am i selling yep yeah you're going to see that a lot during the playoffs you see spikes you can see players go crazy there's going to be upsets someone someone's going to go you know tj warren right like primed for hope you, you could see him going against you know the bucks you know drops 40 in the quarters against the bucks are you you, there's no guarantee TJ Warren's going to be some big hot shot on opening day going into next year. And we talked about this a couple, uh, like one of the first episodes is you, we haven't really seen a loss in cards really over the last 
six months, right? Like 10% drop as soon as like COVID happens, everybody panics, a lot of panic selling, but then it's consistently gone up and gone up and gone up and gone up. And as a whole, like there hasn't really been a lot of like losses. So what happens when, you know, the Nets lose or when Gary Trent's not playing or when Damian mm-hmm. Lillard's not playing or Jamal Murray goes home, right? Because mm-hmm. again, not every, only one team's yeah, going to win the finals. Knee blows out again. So there's only, there's only one team that can win. And I think that's, this is going to show a lot in the next couple of weeks. So having a plan and have some sort of action behind that is, 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 is key. Yeah. And yeah. even I would imagine. There's, uh, I think a lot about the individuals that are getting into this big time. And I would say, just try to sell something for your own learnings. Listen, go through the process, go through the process, like all those things you got to know, and you got to go through the reps and there's value in a lot of that. And so I think once the day your, your team or the person you're knocked out, then you got to be willing to sell for a little bit of less or hold on. Just have a strategy. Just have a strategy. You know what else is funny? How many people do you think have purchased cars? And, and this is not a this is not a shot. This is people just don't know, right? How many people have bought a card in the last four months and don't have a single piece of shipping material to ship the card? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? We, we got to like do little stuff like that. around best, like best materials to use for shipping. Yep. So before fun. we move on to our Q&A segment, let's, uh, let's get finals predictions. Lou, who you got? Um, I am going to go, I'm going to go Raptors, Clippers, finals. Interesting. If I, I was the betting Raptors money, have a, if, have if a I lot was betting money, if I was betting money, that's what it would be. For yeah, I think sure. the Raptors have so much to prove. And like Lowry is such a guy who's like, I can do this kind of thing. And I think he's one of the guys who can step up here and surprise some people. And then of course, I think the Clippers are just the best team in the West. So, yeah. If, if again, Wager that's that seems like the the obvious answer. Clippers are or Clippers are deep. They got the best two way player in basketball. I mean, they got PG. I mean, they're 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 rolling. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I want my guy LeBron to win, so I'm gonna go old school here. I'm going Lakers Celtics. I want to see Tatum make it. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Celtics Lakers. Interesting. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with. The, I know with. <laughs> I got the I got the Nuggets and the Lakers playing each other in the Western Conference. I was like, that can't happen. And I got the Nuggets going to the chip. That's a lot of Michael Porter Jr. I got the Nuggets going to the chip because I got depth. They're a really deep. Who in the East? Team. And in the East, I have the Bucks. I think we're going to get. Uh, I think everyone's sleeping on them. I think their defense is unreal. I think. Guys are going to hit big shots. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my man George Hill, he's been waiting. He's been grinding. I think he's ready. I think their coach has a lot of history of choking, and I think Giannis is going to be his time. And There's his a lot of – Keep going crazy. And I think the Nuggets, Bucks is going to be a underwhelming from a media, like who's in its storyline, but it's going to be some damn good basketball. Lou, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to get your guys' opinion. Yep. The best matchup in the finals for potential card values, Bucks Lakers. Yeah, or, Cel- or Celtics, or Celtics Lakers. I'm just thinking. I think if the most Giannis interesting LeBron would win. That yeah. would really catapult their the, stuff. The into- prices would be crazy. But I, what do you think is the most interesting, like weird price thing? Because it could be like, well, that's Mavs. why I think Celtics. Because I think like Jalen Brown all of a sudden will be like, you know, one of those guys people aren't talking about, and then we'll just. 
go crazy. Obviously, like Tatum. Mavs Heat would be like a crazy finals. Like yeah, imagine I, what Lucas cards. I, he's I think finals. the Mavs are going to take it six or seven games with the Clippers. Personally, I, I think, think they're going to. I'm going to roll basketball games. Swept the broom. I think they lose. They've lost so many close games. They're at least going to get to the close games every single time. Lucas I think the Blazers Lakers one's going going. There's a lot of negativity around the Bucks right now too, so I don't want to like overdo this. Which second, is why but... I'm saying, fuck. Yeah, you're going the other way. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel like Giannis is like going to fold, which is very strange to me. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway. About to back, about to win back to back MVPs. You would assume so. It'll be interesting to see how he does in the playoffs. So LeBron should that's, win that, MVP. He should, but I would assume Giannis is going to win it. All right, so now we're going to get into our extended mailbag section. This is going to be questions submitted by you, the listeners. If you want to submit a question for us to answer on the show, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at CardTalkPod or submit a question via email to CardTalkPod at gmail.com. All your questions coming up right after the break. Got a question from Steven underscore Rosenthal. What's the last buy that got you pumped? I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, So the last buy that got me pumped was last night at approximately 1.15 a.m. Um, I was searching eBay for raw 2018 Patrick Mahomes cards, um, 2018 Prism Mahomes, because I was looking, the raw prices are, I mean, I don't want to give away the numbers, but the raw prices are about 75, they had 90 right now, and PSA 10s were in the 300 range at this exact second. Um, so I was thinking if I buy the raw cards, I can get them graded for 20 to 30 bucks or whatever, and then flip the tents. Um, but someone had a silver listed accidentally in a lot of them. Uh, he had a lot of two, and he had just listed them as Patrick Mahomes 2018 Prism. And if you look at the picture, it's not shiny because the angle of the picture. So it just looks like a regular one. Um, and so I scooped that up last night for 70 bucks. So I was pretty fired up about that. I mean, that's a steal. Yeah. I mean, that's, that might be yeah, the that, play. That might be the play of the week. Yeah, you've been listening to Rye. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, these lessons are getting, you know, learned. I'm loving it. Yeah, it was I mean, that's what I'm here for right there. Lou finding underpriced assets on eBay. I'm in. I was that's pumped. a good job. I was so Respect. I think the thing I was pumped about the most um, was probably the Zion Genesis I purchased. I uh, I started the Genesis bas- or Genesis set from Mosaic Basketball. So it's a 300-card set, and... The Genesis parallels and mosaic are only available in retail, and I was trying. I think I'm going to go after the. I'm, I'm going after the entire set, and I wanted to start it out with buying the best one because I knew if I didn't buy the best one, I would never really commit to it. So I just went out and bought the the Zion just to really be like, hey, I'm committed to this set long term. Um, so the Zion was probably the last thing I was really really pumped about. Mahomes National Treasures was up there. Um, but the, for me, it, it was probably the Zion Genesis because I know what that leads to. But Ty, what, uh, what about you? So mine was, uh, and it's funny you say that about the set. That's kind of how I approach Pokemon outside of the Hollows, but the 1999 set, like that's how I have taken that approach. Start with the hardest, the low pops, because now I'm being committed and the rest is kind of like fringe and ancillary. Yep. Um, for me, it was, uh, I picked up a 03 Topps Chrome Refractor nine bgs nine five with 10 centering and nine fives on the rest carmelo anthony so i'm a big carmelo fan massive carmelo fan uh grew up on big east basketball 
Uh, what he did at Syracuse was crazy, then got drafted. I thought he got snubbed for rookie of the year because of the LeBron hype. Um, hasn't had playoff performances, but even just this past week, uh, he's number 16 on the all-time NBA scoring list. Um, and I just think he's wildly disrespected in terms of his career. Uh, and I think he will go down as a Hall of Fame player. And if he can sneak, I think he's got two or three one-year contracts left. Um, and I just I just felt good based on seeing you know, the rise in vintage. I think he sits on the fringe. I think he's going to be culturally relevant long-term. I think he's got, got a state like with his Jordan brand positioning. Um, and so, and it's a refractor. And for the price, I was just like, you know, Oh, three tops Chrome refractor, no matter what, I think will go up. And then when you put Carmelo where he sits in that class, um, at my next, I think I'm going to pick up some more Carmelo and the blazers, you know, they, they're going to be playing, Potent, likely the Lakers. It's likely that they'll play the Lakers because they'll either be the eight seed and play the Suns, or be the nine seed and play the Grizzlies as the play-in. Uh, I see them getting through, and then you got Carmelo, LeBron. You're gonna have all the you know TV drama that comes with that, the pregame interviews, having them da da da. So uh, that that was uh, that was a purchase I was pumped about. So Stephen Rosenthal, thank you for that question. Right, you want to grab one? Yeah, so I have one, and uh, this is a question that seems to that came up a lot on the on the response list. So I'm just gonna pick a version of one of them because um, this was consistent. But it's from uh, Luck Off Twelve, uh, appears to be an Andrew Luck guy. But it says, "What potential pitfalls could happen to the card market for NFL if COVID ends the season early?" I think this is big. We saw I saw a lot of this question on here about sports cards and seasons not ending. We talked about it on a recent podcast. Uh, it was episode six about baseball, right? What happens if baseball ends early? So if there's no football, what does that look like for cards? I think the same rules apply that apply to the baseball. Like I think there's going to be certain guys like a Mahomes, like a Lamar, Kyler, those Drew Locke is another one. I think where the hype now associated with those guys would continue to build as people away from them to start playing. But guys who have been more "quote unquote" disappointing, like a Darnold or a Baker, uh, those ones would then just go down. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, that's just the way it would go. I think if you're going to go another year, there'll be hype associated with some guys where it'll, it'll continue to grow, and then for the guys who have been "quote unquote" disappointing so far, their stuff will go down significantly. Yeah, I think uh, you'll see stagnation first and foremost. I think you'll see everything just kind of chill. You'll see some sell off. Um, and then I think you'll see, uh, like you talked about the stars, the studs, the blue chips, particularly in the quarterback position, start to gain steam as you go into whatever that next season looks like, you know, so much is unknown about everything and the future of everything right now. But what I can say with confidence is at some point they will play NFL. It is such a big business. There's yep. so many people involved. Yep. They will be back on the field. They will be back playing football. Yep. How they go about that, I'm not sure. But do I know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be in big playoff games again in the future? I do. I agree a lot with with Tyler there. I think that's important is the NFL is a billion billions do- I mean there's billions of dollars in the NFL. I think that's key here is they're going to do everything they can to get something done and I, I expect them to play. I think what I think 
about the NFL, if it weren't to happen, if they cancel it early, is right. I think you go into a point where whatever you did last matters. So you come off, you, you, Mahomes ends the Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVP, his stuff's going to be. His stuff's going to be hot. The guys that didn't do so hot in the end, very similar to basketball with Zion, right? Zion's resting, right? People are concerned about his weight. So his stuff's going to go down for a little bit. If the season ends and we don't play again till next August, that's a longer certainty for waiting. I expect a lot of stuff to come down a little bit longer than what happened originally with COVID. So when COVID happened, you had to sell off for about a week. And then stuff started rising because people were at home with nothing else to do. If the football doesn't play, I would expect a little bit more of a lag time on those cards coming back off, coming back up. I agree with Tyler. There would be a sell-off, even on the bigger things, people wanting to get out of those investments. But eventually, as we get closer to the season, they will come back. I just expect the the lag time for those cards to to rebound to be longer than it was originally when you know COVID shut everything down the first time. So definitely some risk in football right now as they aren't you know they're 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 not playing currently so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because we're we're getting close to when they would start playing yeah i think all signs point to they're gonna at least they're going to at least start and it seems like the numbers have been low obviously that can change as more guys are in the building and um yeah I traveling on yeah and traveling will be a factor as well but it seems that they're gonna definitely try to get something done um, question I had actually came from Ryan Harwood. Shout out Ryan Harwood. Uh, he was asking last night, how do you compare? His original question was, can I compare uh, current Prism Silvers to regular Tops Chrome? The answer to that question is no, because to, the fair comparison would be a Prism base to a Tops Chrome base because you do a Prism Silver to a Tops Chrome refractor. But the argument, which I hadn't considered previously, was if if the population reports on Topps Chrome is so low, the only thing to compare it to is Prism Silver, which I hadn't considered before. I typically don't think about comparisons in terms of uh, population reports, but talk about that a little bit with the Topps Chrome uh, refractors to or the Topps Chrome base to the Prism Silver and how those prices differ. I'm going to put my cat in the other room, but I'm going to listen. Yeah, I think that's... That's interesting. I'd never really thought about it like that before either, where you have a Topps Chrome or a Topps Chrome rookie with a much lower pop and then a Prism Silver with a higher pop where they're almost comparable compared he, well, to he, the, was, he the, was saying like Prism he was saying Prism base because the populations are so high, it's not fair to compare to a Topps Chrome. He the, it was like Luca yeah, Prism yeah. base versus KD Topps Chrome base basically with the conversation. Yeah. And that's interesting. I, I, the hobby doesn't look at it like that. that. I think that's my concern is the hobby views it. Like you said, a prism based Luca versus a tops Chrome based Luca, a Durant refractor versus a Luca silver. I think those get brought up, even though the comparison might be better stated as a Luca silver 10 versus a Durant Chrome 10. But yeah, I'm not sure. I've never really thought about it like that. I, I think it's an interesting debate because production was much much lower back then the cards weren't produced like they are now so the durant rookies and the refractors are going to be a i would assume a much much lower pop than mm-hmm. either one of the luca cards i would assume even the base 10's got to be lower than the luca silver 10 100 percent. that's I, yeah. that's where the energy comes from which makes sense to me I, it was just something that we were talking about and wanted to get your thoughts on yeah very interesting all right so someone said let me see here 
we talked about this earlier when Tyler brought it up about Mellow, but uh, Cabs Cards, so it's K-A-B-S Cards, said are 03 Tops Base and Chrome of Dwayne Wade and Carmelo undervalued at this point comparatively to LeBron stuff. Yeah, I wish Tyler was here for that. Um, I, I think Wade and Carmelo will have post-basketball careers. And with that comes them being on TV, comes documentaries, comes them appearing in documentaries, and all of those things will lead to car prices reacting accordingly. So I, I, I don't think it's fair to say undervalued compared to LeBron because that, that's just not the same thing. Um, but do I think those cards have value? A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. A hundred percent. They're comparatively to LeBron. No, that's LeBron is on a whole different level. Yeah. But I think there is room to grow with those. They're going to get in the Hall of Fame. That will increase them when they're rel- again cultural relevance matters on these cards and on these players. So both of those guys are going to get into the Hall of Fame. And Tyler brought up a good point earlier that. 0304 Chrome will always be relevant. 0304 Tops will always be relevant because LeBron's in there. And then people are like, well, who else is in the set? Oh, yeah, two other Hall of Famers. I don't assume. I mean, does Bosch get in? Does Bosch get in the Hall of Fame? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't are you going to so. put three? Yeah, I would I would assume not, but that's an interesting debate. But if Bosch gets in, you got three, you know, three other Hall of Famers besides LeBron, if not two other Hall of Famers besides LeBron, that that set is going to be relevant forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those cards definitely have a long-term play. They've already gone up a, a you know, a lot recently, but what hasn't? Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to to follow that that long-term. Got it. Um here's an interesting one. This is a this is a very like base level question but i think it's important can you provide definitions to the terms used in collecting when it comes to wax breaks razes so ryan just explain those three things for people who are newer and that are collecting what do those three things mean okay so wax is basically another term for an open product so a blaster box a hobby box a, a something unopened that is in regards to packs, right? So there's packs, there's something inside that you open that is unknown in the hobby. So uh, typically in my story, it's referred to as some sort of hobby box is what we refer to as wax. Um, the next thing is going to be a break. We talked about this on episode one a lot, but essentially it's uh, a, a group breaker. So we do group breaks ourselves. And what that would be is like, we've got uh, two random boxes worth let's say $900 total for math you get a team Tyler gets a team and 28 others get an NBA you know purchase a spot and that you know that gets 30 spots it's like $30 per spot so then we'll randomize the order or randomize the teams randomize the names in the break which is opening the product and everybody gets a random team assigned to them for $30 we open those those boxes and any cards that you got of your randomly assigned team is shipped out to you Right. So it's a one in for basketball this year, which is really hot. It's a one in 30 shot at Zion Williamson. So there are other different types of breaks where you can do pick your team. So you could just buy the Pelicans for a lot more money. So let's say $300 because the Pelicans would be expensive or you could buy a lesser team like, you know, the Jazz for $15 or $10 or $5, whatever it may be. Um, So there's different ways to go about it. But essentially 
the way we've run them is random teams where you pay a fraction of the box cost for one random team in that particular box. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how that works. Um, and then Razzes. So what, what that is, is that's essentially like some sort of raffle. It's basically, you've got, a lot, most of them are going to be like 10 spots. So you take the price of a card, let's say it's $100, you divide it by 10 spots, and then you get $10 per spot. So you buy a spot, I buy a spot, Tyler buys a spot, and seven other people buy spots, and that's how we get the 10 spots. We each pay $10. You ran, the, the person who owns the card will have someone randomize the list. Person on top after X amount of, you know, X amount of times gets that that card. So you could win a card for a fraction of the price. Essentially, it's some it's another form of gambling, mm-hmm. right? You pay a fraction of the cost, but you could walk away with nothing because if there's 10 spots and everybody only buys one spot, nine people are going to lose $10, but somebody's going to win it for a tenth of what it's worth. Yep. Uh, and then, go ahead. Nope, keep going. I was going to say someone mentioned uh, hit drafts as well. So this is in like higher end products. So like National Treasures Basketball is like $4,500 a box. So there's 10 cards in a box. So what you could do is everybody pays $450. You open the box and then you randomize the list. So if there's 10 of us, we randomize the list. Whoever's in the first spot gets the first pick out of all 10 cards. Whoever's in second gets the second pick out of their remaining cards. So if you get the last spot, you're going to get the worst card for $450. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bode well for you, I promise. But if you get the one and you hit a Zion patch auto worth seventy five grand, you did very, very well for a fraction of what the box cost. So it's essentially like subsidizing the box where everybody pays a fraction of it to get a one in 10, you know, you could do a, a Raz for a whole box. We pay $450 and one person wins the whole box mm-hmm. or $450 per spot and everybody gets one card. So um, those are more the common terms in terms of Razzes, breaking or, or box breaks, hit drafts, and then wax. Yeah, I would also say uh, recently, last couple of weeks, we've put out a bunch of stuff on 137pm.com. We have a pretty big article, like a big guide to sports cards, which I think would yep. be very useful for people and I hope they check it out. Absolutely. I've read that and it's uh, very, 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 very insightful. A lot of questions I get asked on a daily basis about what is this? Where do I sell? What do I buy? Every different thing about the hobby is on that article. So especially if you're new, it is a great, great, great article to check out. Thank you. So I got a question, Lou, from it's uh, SC underscore IG underscore. And it said, if you had to put $10,000 into any player in any sport right now, who would it be and why? $10,000 into any player in any sport. Um, I've got three, and one of them isn't a sport. One of them isn't a sport. Can you go first while I think about it? Yes. So there's three that come to mind, so I'm not going to pick one. I'm going to – I might narrow this down, but the three that come to mind initially are one, Patrick Mahomes. At what he's done at his age and the trajectory he's on as the face of the NFL, he owns part of the Royals. He's already set up for success at such a young age. An MVP, Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl MVP, part owner of the Royals, half, you know, half a billion dollars. His cards comparatively to basketball are significantly underpriced. Like his immaculate RPA sells for $2,000. That's what a Luca PSA 10 Prism base sells for. That's a 10,000 pop card. 
Mahomes is the face of the NFL, and we, we argued this a couple weeks ago, and I said Brady's a safer buy. But after you really sit down, I sat, really sat down and looked, I think Mahomes is one guy that intrigues me a lot because he's already won. He's already set himself up for success by winning Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl win, and an MVP. Yeah, his prism, his prism base cards are the same price as Giannis, and I, I love Giannis. Everyone loves Giannis. He's infinitely more successful than Giannis has been so far in his career. And that doesn't mean Giannis won't be mm-hmm. successful, but Mahomes has already done it. He's already won. He is the face of the NFL. The second one that comes to mind is Pulisic. Superstar trajectory, doing well for Chelsea. The World Cup comes to America in 2026. The soccer market continues to rise. Pulisic is a very intriguing play to me. Soccer market is hot, but I still think has room to grow, especially as Pulisic is the best young player in America and has been in some time. I mean, I'm not sure the U.S. has ever had a star end up in EPL that quickly. I, and succeed I don't believe in EPL that quickly. It's, it's, yeah, great point. Um, so Pulisic is one that that intrigues me there. And then the third one, it, to me, is Charizard. We've talked about Pokemon a lot, right? But with the 25th anniversary next year, and Jeremy Padauer mentioned it a couple weeks ago, with the IP being so early in Pokemon, they've never been passed down from generation to generation to generation. These cards are collected. There's low populations on them. So if I'm picking three, Mahomes is up there, Pulisic up is up there, and, and Charizard's up there. I, I think for all different reasons. But if I'm putting 10 grand, I'm picking between those three. Um, so... That, that that would be my answer. Yep. Yeah. So my the first thing that came to mind for me was Pikachu Yellow Cheeks. Um, those first edition PSA nines and tens are, you know, a couple maybe a couple thousand for a ten at this point, and then less for a nine. So I would think in there because I love Pokemon. I think Pikachu is an iconic figure, and um, I think those cards are affordable at that price range. Um, and then I would say I'd be very interested in buying uh, Juan Soto. I, I truly believe Juan Soto is going to be a very important figure in baseball for the next five to ten years. Um, and then the other guy I would think about is LeBron. I think when you're buying LeBron, what you're where you're buying into with with LeBron is you're buying into the Michael Jordan of this generation. Whether that comes in the form of 2003 Bowman Chromes or that comes in the form of 2004 tops base like I, I think any kind of lebron card you're buying will continue to appreciate over time and as the card market grows in the hottest market in cards which is basketball lebron cards are going to continue to rise significantly now with all that said uh everyone should continue to do their own research i'm sure the answer differs from person to person me and ryan had different answers and I'm sure there's 10 people who listen to this podcast just now and said, like, why aren't you buying Jack Hughes or like some sort of like like hockey player or something? So make sure you're doing your own research, please. As always, like we always say, don't buy something just because we're saying it. Please do your own research as well. Absolutely. Yeah, these are just our opinions. These are just guesses. We might be completely wrong on all five of the guys we just named. Um, so, yeah, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. definitely do your your own research. So let me question ready. find another one. Thoughts on investing in raw cards to get graded. This personally is a high high top of mind thought for me, uh, but I would love to hear it from you as well. That came from at Cincy Slabs. It is the single best thing you can do in cards right now. For sure. 
I sent in 159 to PSA yesterday. I sent in 152 to PSA last week. I sent in 540 to PSA the week before, and I had just below 1,000 at the end of June that were already there. You can purchase, we talked about it with the Mahomes earlier, you can purchase a Mahomes card for $70, spend $25 or $30 to grade it, wait a couple weeks, and it comes back as a nine worth 40 bucks more, worst case. Worst case. Or if it, te- if it tends, comes back, you know, you're making $200. So if you can, you can get to the point where you can afford to have the money in the cards tied up at PSA or Beckett or SGC, wherever you decide to grade. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's great. It's hard not to do. It's hard not to justify that. I'm not saying send in every single card, right? Eights are not worth grading nine out of 10 times. They're just not. So you have to know what you're looking for. But there are people out there that run group submissions that look at cards all day. I used to do it for a, you know, for a living. I used to do it all the time. You can look at a card, see a scratch here, an indent here, lights, magnifying glasses. Those things will tell you what the car, kind of condition the card's in. But if you have nines and tens, can afford to sit on the money and the cards for a long time or however long it takes to get them back. It is a no brainer. You're sending in, I sent in Mbappe silvers to PSA back in May that were what? A hundred dollars raw. I mean, there's $6,000 PSA tens right now. What are they nines? Let's talk about that too. I'm not sure. I just know the last couple did 61 is tens. I would assume 2,500 bucks, mm-hmm. three grand, so- half. The the number I want people to hear those numbers. I want to think about them. They're, I'm going to get into to my answer as well. But there's a lot to think about. But you're buying the prices are different now, so that this doesn't apply specifically to Mbappe. But you're buying 2018 Panini Prism World Cup silvers of Mbappe for a hundred dollars raw. You looked at them on eBay before you bought them. You said that looks clean. You bought it. It came to your your store. You wiped it down. You cleaned it. Everything like that. You made sure you sent it in. And the worst case. Not worst case, you know what it, you know what it looks like. So if you're saying you get a nine on that card, you're getting at least twenty five hundred bucks. So that's one hundred and twenty five dollars all into you. You get twenty five hundred dollars back, and if it tens, it's six thousand dollars. So those now, those multipliers are crazy. Keep going. And I think this is this is an important point to talk about a lot of different things right here. So one, you have to like not everybody can afford mm-hmm. to sit on a hundred and twenty five dollar card for six months. But they also might not need to, be, by the way. What do you mean? I think if you bought if you buy a hundred dollar if you buy a hundred dollar Trey Young card right now, raw, mm-hmm. you send that into PSA, you get it graded, it comes back a nine, you sell it for two fifty the day you get it back. I mean, I sent that card in in March and I still don't have it. So I'm saying right, you, you did you it's did the out base of your level. control. Yes, you did the right. Base if you level. don't have if you have a two hundred fifty dollar card budget and you spend two hundred fifty dollars on Mbappe and then you come out of pocket more for grading. Not everybody can afford to have those cards set at PSA that long. So if your budget's smaller, maybe you start with $5 cards, spend $15 to grade in bulk, right? Because, you know, $25 is 20 day. Mm -hmm. So you spend $15 to get it back in January at this point. That might be a smarter play now, right? It didn't, I, you know, Lou and I didn't do this overnight where we just can afford to spend, you know, $1,000 on grading and have the cards sit there for months. That's, that's different. So I think that's important uh, to also point out though, that Mbappe cards weren't $6,000 as PSE 10s when I sent them in. I'm not buying raw cards for a hundred that are PSE 10s. They were 300 or $400 PSE 10s at the time. Those cards appreciate, right? Like, 
LeBron Prism base PSA 10s are probably 75 to 100, and I sent in three of those months ago. So not everything appreciates like that. It just that's a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. But as the market is hot and as cards continue to go up, grading is a great way to encase cards, which protects them, makes it easier to sell them because somebody knows what kind of grade they are, a 9 or a 10. Um, so I'm big on the grading. But again, just not everybody can afford to send in 500 cards, 200 cards, 50 cards and wait on them for a long time because it's outside of your control. It's outside of my control mm-hmm. with PSA you just or SGC or BGS. You just don't know when you're going to get them back. Yep. I want to I want to talk through my story a little bit because I am a person who is who could not have been more anti-grading until like 90 days ago. I, I was hardcore. I never want to buy a raw card. I never want to have it graded because <clears throat> this is my ignorance. I don't have the eye for that stuff, right? Um, I, I buy a raw card. I think it looks good. I give it to PSA. They, it comes back to me at seven. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like, <laughs> um, but I work with someone who does group submissions. And so what I did was I spent um, all in my cost for my 12 cards was 340 something dollars. It was a couple of bronze. It was a Daniel, couple Daniel Jones. It was a $34 KD 2012 prism, a $40 Lamar optic things like that i sent them to a group grader he looked he took a look at them for me and he submitted them i was paying 20 dollars per card um and they i got back seven of my 11 cards that i submitted were tens so i'm taking my my 500 investment after grading and i'm going to turn that 500 in 30 days into probably three thousand dollars thirty four hundred dollars um and then you just pile that up over time. So that's where that's where you're saying it starts at you buy $5 card, you submit them for $15 and you sell them for $80. If you can start that process and start it rolling, that's how you build up the capital to get into the the 20-day subs and the 10-day subs where you can really start making money. So and I th- go ahead. I was going to say I think there's a, a a tip here though that for people that are new especially that I think is important and will save a lot of people headaches. I think you don't want to assume that every raw card on eBay is gradable. Yeah. And it's not the seller's fault if it's not. Mm-hmm. So if a card has one soft corner, it doesn't necessarily mean the card is worth no money at all, right? Grading is big in the hobby now, but that's why card stores, that's why card shows, that's why things like that are good because you can see the card in person and you can determine then, hey, this card doesn't look like it has any major flaws. That's that's a better purchase, right? So if you're buying cards on eBay, please note that a lot of sellers are selling cards that are, you know, might be PSA 8s, might be PSA 9s. Not every card is a PSA 10. So don't go on eBay expecting every single card you're purchasing raw to be a 10. That is not the case. And I would say at least half of the time, that's not going to be the case mm-hmm. for sure. So just be cautious that when you buy on eBay, not every card you buy is, yep. is going to gem. And I would recommend people at, to get better at understanding, because what I did was how I learned how to get a general sense of what's good and bad is I was going on eBay and I was looking at uh, people doing grading and they were looking at their cards and they were explaining what they look for. And that gave me the knowledge of when I'm looking on eBay, I'm like, all right, cool. I look for corners. I check out surfaces. I try to see centering from eBay. And that's how I make my decisions on grading. So that was a pretty, pretty good little piece on grading there. I was excited about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good Let's one. Let's do a couple more. All right, so um, I just had a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, K, it's I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's just a bunch of letters. It's uh, K X N D 
D or K X N G D Z Y. Um, but it says, why does select not get as much love as prism? He said, I think they're cooler than prism. A lot of people think that myself included. I personally believe I would love to hear from you on this. My personal belief is in terms of how things sell it's prism and then it's optic and then it's select. Is that fair in terms of volume sales volume? I uh, I think the optic select debate has grown closer than it has in the past. Um but I I, I would say it's flip a coin. Okay. Select or optic. I, I think if we looked at optic hollow like the one thing about select is select has a court side, a premiere. It's a little confusing. Yeah, there's 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 three different variation rookies, and then there's of, base, and then there's silver of those. Each that's of those. what I'm saying. There's, yeah, there's a base rookie and a silver and color of premier level concourse and courtside for basketball. So there's three different ones. Whereas Prism has a rookie and a rookie variation, and then Optic has just the rookie. Mm-hmm. So I, at the moment, it's probably a fair assumption to say Optic is second, um, and that might be why with multiple variations. But thoughts on on why that is yeah i think the reason that is is that the hobby has decided that prism is the go-to card that just is how things go generally speaking the hobby decides about something and that's where the card goes um and then the the secondary cards they go as those cards go so they don't go for the same price but i mean in terms of like as the price trends up on a prism the optic and the the select is the follow Within select, there we were saying like for football i'm gonna use football because that's what i'm thinking about most recently is field level concourse level and then base uh the field level tends to be the most premium of those cards i am of the belief same as this person that the field level silver and the con or the field level in the concourse is a much nicer card than a, than a prison base and definitely have an yeah. optic optic just a headshot um so the reason the reason they sell for less and the reason why they'd sell less often is because the prism is the base rookie and right now with all the added eyes people are just going for what they know and what they're hearing about and that's prism so that's the reason for that but i personally am a big fan of select as you can see right here uh i definitely love select i agree with you there i I think the thing about prism is it had a three-year head start on everything else Mm -hmm. prison basketball came out in 2012 2013 when tops didn't have a license anymore so there was no tops chrome basketball prism basketball replaced chrome right everything in the 90s with the the refractors the you know the jordan jordan craze and then you get lebron his tops chrome refractor and then tops chrome goes away prism was the first thing that replaced it right it was shiny it it was again that chrome like chrome like feel and it also happens to be one of the best basketball classes ever because it has two draft classes in it since there was a strike in basketball. So you've got 11, 12, and 12, 13 in one class, lots of names, first year Prism. Uh, I think Prism having that head start for three years was a, was a big, big was factor. Was there no in that. Select or Optic that year? Optic didn't come out till 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And Select, I don't think isn't, Select first year was 14, 15. Okay. 1415, which would have been because Giannis doesn't have select, right? No, yeah, they do. 1314. Yeah, select. Yeah. yeah. So select select was a head oh, one year later, and then Optic was two year later, two years later, three years later. Got it. Because Optic's first year was 1516. And then um right, 1516 or is it 1617? I think it's 1617. It's 1617, because the first optic yeah. year is the LeBron with Kobe on it that I think about a lot. And and then 
Yeah, so 16, 17. There's 2012 select, bro. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I guess Anthony Davis does have a rookie on a man. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think what it is is just Prism has become like the flagship product, and that and that's yeah. just where the energy goes. You know. Yeah, I know. I guess, man, I, I I forgot totally forgot that they had twelve, thirteen select basketball. But now that you say that, I know Anthony Davis has a patch auto in there. All right, next question. Um, this is for Tyler because he's back in the soccer market. Who would you recommend looking into that is not a big name player? Tyler, we've already prefaced that. This is just our personal opinions, investment advice. Everyone should do their own research. But who is a not a big name in soccer right now that you would be considering? Uh, uh, so big name in soccer to the mass market. I think Leroy Sané is really interesting. Just uh, transferred stud, kind of had a, you know, towards ACL, then had a falling out at Man City a little bit. They Can you knew give they us were. some background on him? The only thing I know of- about Sané is that he was very fast go. in FIFA. He's a beast, yeah. <laughs> young kid, German. Put uh, he didn't, uh, to my understanding, he did not. Uh, he wasn't on the World Cup team. He was left off the last World Cup team. Germany was going through some changes. He was a young uh, stud at uh, City. Got hurt. Pep had to make some changes. He never really got fully back into the squad. He's now over at Bayern, uh, and Bayern is a monster 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 club but because the bundesliga is not necessarily the premier league or la liga or syria it kind of gets tucked to the side but he is an incredible talent young fast winger you know Jadon sancho all the attentions on him not as he's not even at uh dortmund's not as big as Bayern. um so i think leroy sane is one i also think phil foden is another for man city center midfielder young stud didn't get much time early, but has started to emerge. And with David uh, uh, David Silva moving out of City, he's coming in. I think those two, for sure. Leroy Sané. And then Bruno Fernandez. he's a little bit older. Midfielder. Strikers typically, you know, do more. The thing is, international success. Winning a World Cup is, like, I think, bigger than winning a Super Bowl. That's why you're seeing Mbappe go, right? He is 21 and he's and he's won it all, and so the rest is kind of table stakes, and he might win another. So when I think about okay, where Bruno's Portugal, he's gonna have you know now he's gonna get a lot of attention because you got Euro Cup coming up and World Cup coming up. He's gonna be alongside um, Cristiano. Can they make something happen? Um, Sane Germany, but. That yeah, I would say I I like Leroy Sane and Phil Foden as two young guys. Sane I think fell out of fell out of the the, the heat because he got hurt. Then he wasn't playing at City. Now he's made a transfer. Bayern's arguably the hottest club in the world right now. And our last question comes from us or comes to us from eBay underscore one of one. It says, "What are the flag What are the flagship rookies in all sports? So young guns and hockey, Prism, etc." Um, so for baseball, it's going to be your minor leaguers is going to be their Bowman Chrome first. Uh, so what that means is every year there's three different releases within Bowman, either your Bowman draft, your Bowman baseball, or your Bowman Chrome. Those will be your minors. Uh, for Major League Baseball, it'll be the Topps flagship product. So whether that's Series 1, Series 2, uh, or Update will be your three flagship baseball rookies. Um, basketball will be Prism. Uh, and then I'll defer to you guys on soccer and other sports because I'm not sure. 
Was it okay? So, reframe the question for me. The question is, what's the the flagship rookie product yeah. across all sports for each sport? So it's kind of hard. Like, are we talking from today going forward? I just want to frame the question up right because we're talking know, we, in we the current prism. in the current market right now. If X rookie has a card, what what is their card to get? Cool. Um, taking over basketball, I just want to get into this with you, Rye, a little bit. There's a real world where I think three years from now I could see Mosaic being the answer over Prism. Mosaic just taking simply a pretty because market in recent, in recent just weeks. Be, I'll say that it has. Yeah, it has. Just because of what I I I would imagine that they're going to release something that has a shorter print run. Prism is like gone there. Mm-hmm. now like really like there, there's a lot of print happening um obviously luca was huge and zion was huge but i don't think they knew luca was going to be that huge before they printed that product they just printed a lot um and so basketball right now it's prism but then again you know this next class that's coming up clues knows what that's going to look like obviously this was the first year of mosaic i think panini is going to want to continue to build that product out um so that they have an alternative to to prism for mosaic um soccer's interesting because it's new like they the premier prism just got the premier league so i think that you'll start to see that um the prism premier league product move a little bit more but at the same time a lot of these guys are uk and panini uk does earlier sticker releases i think you're going to start to see much more development and understanding around that there's also the way that soccer is so fragmented is you play in your league so Topps has Bundesliga, Premier League is Prism. Uh, I think Panini has Syria as well and La Liga, but they haven't put out strict products. Uh, to my understanding, I could be wrong, but Chronicles, they did that first one where it was all three. So I think La yeah. Liga, the newer guys. And and it's and it's really all over the place because I just saw a uh a Frankie de Jong Barcelona um la liga panini product that had a a rookie stamp on it and that's just incorrect in my opinion because he played at ajax for many like years like he made a great champions league run at ajax and then to say that he's his rookie card is at barcelona but does he not have an ajax card I, my gut says there's a sticker out there. I haven't yeah, looked but, at it much, but but so that's where the rookie oftentimes comes in. Is if you have no cards, it's your rookie card yeah. because you don't have any other cards. Yeah, but like if you look at it right here, like not saying that this you is should not, have one that's earlier. They just never and made the, one. And the market is the market, right? Like this, this was not. This is a sticker with my homie quarantine gene, like, and that <laughs> the market gene. is deciding that. But quickly, the prism is flying up, and the prism silver. This is Prism Silver. These are almost trading at like the same. Neither have a rookie stamp to them. But if this is in existence, take the Frankie De Jong. If this is in existence for Frankie, and then they print something that came out two years later and has a rookie stamp on it. I still think the flagship, me, pro- the flagship project is so, where it comes in though. Because like Topps Chrome has the, has, uh, the EPL. Prism has the Premier League and the and the World Cup stuff. So like, my point is, I think that the market has not is not the the decision's not out on soccer. There's yet. still flagship products though. There is, but uh, there's flagship products, but that that doesn't mean that the market is just going to assume. I'm going to lean a little bit more be... with Tyler on this, where 
I soccer's so new in the game. I don't know if we've set the we've set the market for the flagship on that. I agree with Lou that there are Chrome, there are Premier, there are different products, but I'm not sure we've got a, a long enough tenure with soccer products coming out where we can say that this one is for sure set. Because yep. to Tyler's point, everybody you know some people want the sticker, some people want the the card because stickers are much more collected in soccer. Whereas I would rather have this, the, you know, the select rookie of Mbappe. Tyler would might rather have the sticker. So I, I think it'll be interesting to watch because the soccer market's obviously exploded and they're going to continue to produce more product. Yeah. So and I that's think- new. It's really new. So Mason Greenwood, sticker, sticker, and then he was in Chronicles, the Court Kings Chronicles. And he also was rookie ticket Chronicles. So like, there's a real argument to be said, what is the Greenwood? And I don't think the jury's out yet. And I don't know what the premier product, the flagship product is, because is it his team's ticker? Is it this? Chronicles came out way later. Is it the Court Kings insert from Chronicles that's going to be seen as his rookie? I'm not, I'm not sure. So I would just say, be thoughtful about the bets you're making in newer. Because at the same time, it, the way that development happens in soccer, there isn't a similar there isn't a draft there's no like this is your first year playing professional you can be on the on the you know greenwood made some appearances he came up in different league cups and whatnot where he he got an appearance in you don't do that in the nba maybe okay you might be on a g league team i think you're going to start to see more of that development side of stuff where g league and then you come up on like a 10 day and go back and forth but if someone comes up on a 10 day in the nba and then they're, you're getting like a prism late insert, like the nun prism in right, that they just did in Chronicles. Like, yeah. is that his rookie? That or will, is it next year when he, you know, it's, is in, like it's in the full update thing. for sure. Right. But I, but you're going to start to see a lot more of that, I think, in terms of the G League. Someone goes to the G League. They're not necessarily a rookie. They come up on a 10 day. That's That's kind of the soccer right now. So I don't have an answer other than that. There's a lot of innovation happening right now. There's going to be a lot of new product coming out in soccer, and uh, it, you got to be thoughtful. I think there'll be just real quick, just to throw out my alternate opinion. There's going to be a lot of innovation and new stuff, but also things remain the same. Where people are going to look for the same thing that they buy for everything else. Like people automatically yeah. just buy Prism <clears throat> for mm-hmm. a reason in basketball and football, and I think the same thing. Yeah, gonna you're happen. not wrong. I think the same thing's going to happen. You're seeing it with the 2014 World Cup. Like to me. I'm not that interested in Cristiano 2014 World Cup. Yep. To me, it's like the, a middle of a career card for him. Mm-hmm. But, but I think people say Prism. But it's I first buy Prism. Prism. It's his first I Prism. I want to buy Tops Chrome. Is that they the thing? Blah, blah, blah. That, so, I hear you. So getting and, back and to right. the point of the, the conversation, I think we would say hockey, young guns, rookies. Those are an Upper Deck Series 1 or Upper Deck Series 2. There's two different products. And basketball, prison basketball rookies. That is the rookie for basketball currently. Football, I think we would say the same thing. It's prison football. Prism. There isn't there isn't a better football brand for key rookies than 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 prism. So prism's gonna do football and basketball. Baseball, Lou, I think if we had to pick it'd be top flagship. I, it, you see, I would I would go Bowman. So I'm intrigued by that. I would have said Bowman Chrome. Which one sells higher? A Tatis Bowman Chrome PSA ten? Or a Tatis flagship Tatis flagship PSA 10 Series 2 right now is trading at about $300. So I also think as time goes on, as they get more in their careers, the flagship becomes more and more valuable over time. So that's why I always say the flagship is better. And the interesting thing about the flagship 
is a lot of minor leaguers get traded and are in a different team jersey different in team the logo. bowling chrome cards. So Tatis is on a White Sox jersey in that, but he's in the flagship Tops product, he's a Padre, which is where he's at now and where he's succeeding. So as crazy as it sounds, jersey on the team matters. So I'm looking it up right now. A Tatis Bowman Chrome, the last one went for $925. <laughs> That just blew my mind. Okay, sorry. And even back to the soccer about the jersey, right? Most soccer players on their, uh, you know, rookie are in a different club where they got developed sticker. Then they go to their club, but then they also have international. Yeah, that's where soccer gets weird. 100%. Okay, so I take it back. Bowman for now. I think as you get later into your career, the top's flagship is what is what remains. But when you first come up, you're Bowman clearly pops off the fact that his top PSA two is 300 bucks and his Bowman Chrome is $900. That value. That is. That blows my and mind. I think we see this a lot in the hobby and we've, we've talked about this before. I know we have the main card gets so big. The second best thing raises up with it, right? So the average consumer can't afford the Bowman Chrome 10. So they go for the tops 10. So the tops 10 will continue to rise as the, as the Bowman Chrome 10 becomes unafford or unobtainable to so many because it's so expensive yep. and i also think back to your point about the team jerseys thing as fernando tatis grows in the major league baseball into the personality that he is people are going to continue to associate him with the with the padres and him being in that blue padres jersey will matter yep so very very interesting so basketball football baseball hockey and then soccer still to be determined so that was a good little discussion about flagship rookies then so just to wrap it up we did a bunch of Q&A here today. I thought that was super fun. I had a lot of fun answering Q&A stuff. So hopefully people enjoyed it. If they didn't enjoy it, please tell us. If they did enjoy it, we're going to keep trying to do these. All right. And that was our Q&A, our extended mailbag. So appreciate everyone for submitting questions. Again, if you want to submit questions for us to answer, reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Card Talk Pod, or you can send us an email to cardtalkpod at gmail.com. So Last little segment of the week. We do this every week on this show. It's just going to be our latest launch, the upcoming releases for this week for sports cards um, and Pokemon as well. Uh, a couple different things coming out this week. Get your guys' opinion on a few. You got Archives 2020 Baseball. You got the uh, one of the premium brands in hockey, Ultimate Collection, one of the last products for the 1920 class. You've got Leaf Best of Multi-Sport Premium Edition, which is a premium repack product from Leaf. And then you have Certified Football 2020. So I think I'm most intrigued by football. Again, I'm much more of a player in the football market. Patch autos of Burrow, Tua, those guys, um, different things like that. But Lou, Ty, any uh, any thoughts? Archive Baseball, does that have uh, Robert autos or Roberts autos in there? And all yeah. those guys are... I haven't seen the checklist. I would assume there's going to be rookie autos of him as well as some of the uh, older slash retired slash Hall of Fame players. Nice. So yeah, that'll be cool for me. Yeah, anything of Robert at this point. I uh, I made a or play Tatis. on some. Ro- yeah, Robert Tatis. There's all. I mean, Boba Shet's hitting the ball well. A lot of uh, he got hurt. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of st- stars in baseball. Ty, any any anything pique your interest? Pokemon, Carmelo. I'm hype. I made that Carmelo play. I think Carmelo LeBron's a big story. I think Carmelo LeBron, Chris Paul still being in this thing. I think that Thunder Rocket series will be tight. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm generally excited. Champions League. You know, Ty, big. you mentioned that you mentioned that triple with Wade, 
uh, mm-hmm. Melo and LeBron, I saw Lefko tagged Wade and D Wade reposted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, I think it's kind of like, you know, for our age group, like those were, those were the guys. Yeah. Those were the guys. And I think it'll draft off the, you know, it's not, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say it's bird magic Johnson, like Dr. J, but you know, that, that I think the three in a card is going to give that some room. Um, and those guys, I think all three will have epic, post careers and do stuff together which will be uh which will be neat yeah interesting i'm I'm, i would be curious ty you mentioned the bird magic doctor or yeah dr j how many rookie cards are there with triples where all three guys made the hall of fame yeah not many that that might be the only not many very interesting so yeah you know there's another one in that set that's bosch too yeah that's the one that i like i like the bosch one and is that D Wade, Bosch, LeBron? Because they played together. No, that's it's, why you it's like it. Mello. No, it's Mello. It's LeBron, Mello. Bosch. There's one from Matrix that's LeBron, Wade, and Bosch that blew up when they ended up in Miami together. Mm-hmm. So Got interesting. It. Yeah. All right. So that is all we have for this week's episode. I'm going to get back to my vacation. Ty, I hope you do the same. Lou, I hope you continue to enjoy your apartment. I will continue to enjoy my Bulbasaur PSA 9 first edition sale that's going to punch you in the mouth. No comment. <laughs> that's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.